Radio. Let's talk pets. Hello, feline friends. This is Michelle Fern, your host on Catitude. All right, everyone listening, it is April 2nd, 2020. Why is that important? Well, we're in a global pandemic with COVID-19. And there's, you know, everybody's anxious, nervous. We don't know, you know, the outcomes of what's going on. And this is global, which is mind-boggling. A lot of things are closed down. Most of you are home 24-7 with your kitties. So that pro can be a bit of an issue because your kitties probably are not used to you home all the time. So that could be some behavioral things that are coming up. And then you might wonder what happens when we, you know, finally return to what will probably be the new normal. So I have with me today a behavioral expert that is going to answer all these questions and more. So stay tuned. We'll be right back. When we put him on the Dynavite, he took right to it. All of these symptoms disappeared. Dynavite is nutrition. If you want the dog to be healthy, you got to feed it something healthy. Something that he actually likes to eat. You need to put him on Dynavite. Dynavite for life. If you love your dog, you don't just want him healthy, you want him to be happy. You won't believe how happy your dog will be. D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E.com. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. Welcome back, everyone. I am thrilled to have with me today Rita Reimers. She is a multi-cat behavioral expert. So welcome, Rita. Hi. Thank you so much for having me on the show. I really appreciate it. I'm so glad to have you. And I hope wherever you are, you're safe from doing what you can with this COVID-19, which has just become, it's crazier by the day. So I hope you're safe. And yeah, it's kind of like someone turned the switch and 75% of everything is just off. (laughs) I know. It's almost like Armageddon, isn't it? Yes. Or some like some dream you're going to wake up and go, oh yeah, that was, you know, that was some weird nightmare that I lived in for, you know, it's... it's just bizarre. But the important thing is that for us pet parents is most of us are not used to being home all the time. And our kitties might be acting out because, I don't know, they want more of our attention and we're working from home or they want more of our attention and we're maybe doing a little caretaking of others, running errands for, you know, older parents or for young mothers or what have you. So I want to talk about behavioral issues first with how can we deal with any of the behavioral issues that are coming up while you're home all the time? Well, there's a few things. For one, I work at home. My cats are used to having me at home. It was not always like that, though. But um, one thing I've been hearing is, People don't really realize cats sleep a good 18 hours a day. 
And some people have been asking me, my cat sleeps all day. Is that normal? Because they're not home to see it usually. Yes, that's normal. Um, unless it's uh, unless they're not eating or they're not socializing at all, it's perfectly normal for your cat to sleep away most of the day. And that being said, being home all day, you're kind of encroaching on their sleep time, right? They want to know, why are you home? <laughs> so they're awake and wanting to see what you're doing, why you're here. Why are you interfering with nap time? Then once they get used to being home more, they're going to become a little pesty and needy, you know, because cats are very intuitive and we're probably watching the news more than we should. We're feeling the stress and the, the tension of what's going on in the world and, you know, the changes in our own lives. Cats will pick up on your stress level and they can either start becoming ultra clingy or start hiding. You know, it, it just depends on what your cat's tendency is, how your cat handles stress, just like people, some handle it by retreating, some handle it by maybe getting a little more aggressive, you know. So I really work on myself limiting how much I'm watching on the news, trying to turn on some nice music and, you know, sit and play with my kitties, brush them. We always say we have no time to brush our cats. Well, guess what? That we do. Um, <laughs> at first, if you've never brushed your cat regularly, he might at first not really get into what you're doing. But if you've got a nice soft brush, it's a good time to sit on the floor with your kitty, let him curl up with you, start by brushing under his chin and the spots where he's got his marking scent glands so that um, he'll start rubbing against your brush and start enjoying the attention more. Especially if, uh, if you start a routine and like a habit, a specific time of day, this is the time we do our brushies. They'll get used to that. Okay, and I was gonna ask you, when you brought up, you know, the stress levels and everything, animals are very intuitive. I have dogs and cats and they pick up. If I'm, you know, angry and, and upset, they pick it up. If I'm stressed, they pick, they just, they're very, like you said, very intuitive. They pick they up our vibes. And, you know, it's easier said than done to tell people, try to relax a bit because you don't want to stress your cats out so much that they end up getting sick. I mean, some cats are more sensitive than others. I've heard different things, you know, from all the interviews I've done. Some cats will chew themselves, just get more cleaning and start chewing little hot spots. That's more common yes. in dogs, but I know that happens in cats too. And like you said, some might get more aggressive. So how important is it for the pet parent, if at all possible, to try to calm down and be a little less stressful as far as the effect on their kitty? I think it's pretty important. That's that's why, like today, I haven't even put on the news. Just take a break from it. We all know what's going on out there. I think it's stressful for you and for your cats to be watching it 24-7. The other thing is cats like routine, you know, so now they're getting used to a new routine. Maybe you don't have a routine because you're not used to being at home. It's really important to cultivate one, you know, get up at the same time. If you're working from home, you know, work at the same times. Uh, feed your cats at the same times you always used to so you're not disrupting their routine very much because that could start to stress them out. And you mentioned the, the over-grooming. That, that's a self-soothing mechanism they use. And then they get those little hot spots, you know, those little bare spots where they're chewing on their skin. But if you start a new routine with them and keep things as normal as possible, your cat will likely not stress out by your being at home if you're walking around wringing your hands, oh my God, the world is ending. They're going to feel that, you know, that's going to affect their health and yours too. 
Right. Everyone listening, we know it's easier said than done, but for your health, for the health of your kitties, try to calm down a bit because the other side of the coin is that stressing yourself out is just going to potentially make you sick. And stressing yourself out might potentially make your kitty sick. And then guess what? You have more to be anxious about. So try to calm down. And I totally agree with you, Rita. Stop watching so much news. You hear you hear new things every day, like they're going to shut the world down for two weeks and, you know, <laughs> then every, where do you get groceries? Where do you get, then you hear, oh, it's going to end in a month. Oh, it's not going to end till July. Oh, every nobody, day there's something. That's because nobody really knows. So you get different, you get, you hear a piece of news one day that's devastating and then the next day you hear the opposite thing. So as long as you're sheltering in place and you're not going out a lot chances are that you're not going to get, you know, you're already home, you're already well. So just do what you can to um, ensure that you don't get it and that you have the supplies that you need. I've run out of a lot of my perishables. I'm not going out and getting more. You know, I'm living off canned and box things now that I already have in the house. I'm having my pet foods delivered by Chewy and Amazon, whoever can get it here quicker. A lot of people are not able to get their usual brands too. I wrote a, a post on my blog a couple days ago about how to switch brands and how to make your cats accept new foods uh, more readily because we all know cats love what they love and hate what they hate. (laughs) So what would be a good way to transition just in case? That's a good point because I am noticing a lot of out of stocks, even online, a lot of out of stocks, you know, besides what's in the stores. So what's a good way to transition? Is it, I know the dog way, I'm not sure about the cat way. Well, I try to stick with the same brands if possible. If you have to change cat food flavors, for example, if you usually feed chicken pate fancy feast, you know, try to get maybe chicken and liver pate or or some other type of the same brands because changing brands, the ingredients are different. You could end up with your cat getting an upset stomach. If you just one day you're feeding one food and the next day you totally change. The other way to do it, if you can't find the right flavors that say your cat won't eat beef and you've got to get chicken or they have an allergy, if you've got to change brands, try to do it before you run out of your current brand so you can mix the two together and gradually change the brand so your cat will maybe accept it better and not have a tummy upset either. And it's the same with your litter. If you're used to using a fine granule litter, try to get the same thing in a different brand. You know, don't suddenly change over to chunky crystal pieces and expect your cat to not you know, be a little freaked out by that. Try not to get litters that are um, very perfumey. Try to get as unscented when you can too, because that will help. That will help your cat accept a different litter brand a little easier as well. Have you ever tried any of the pet soothing, like the calming sprays or the calming like uh, bulbs, heated bulbs that permeate the scent throughout the house or something? Have you tried any of those? I use the Feel Away multi-cat diffuser and that really has helped. I have one cat, Boo Boo, who he's our alpha cat and he's very protective of all the kitties here. And when he goes into overprotective mode, he'll sometimes spray. And as long as I keep those multi-cat Feel Away plugs updated, you know, filled and fresh, he won't spray because it tends to calm him down. The same with, I have a semi-feral cat. 
who I can interact with from a distance. I can't really touch her a lot, but I notice if I've got those plugins around the house, she'll come out more and, and be social with the other kitties and even let me near her. If I run out of those, I can tell she goes back into hiding. So those things really do work. You know what? I tried feel away and I have, uh-huh. I like the way you put it, a semi-feral because I am one of those too, Charlotte. And she hisses at the other cats and she's, she messes outside and I don't want to jinx myself, but we tried feel away. <laughs> it was okay. We tried uh-huh. something that I, I received a sample at Global Pet Expo called Pet Remedy from the UK and it's been fantastic. So it's awesome. You know, some things work for some, some things work right. for another. So who knows? Maybe she got the feel away helped to a point and then we needed to escalate it. And Pet Remedy sure. did that. I don't know. I'm just glad that I don't have, um, I'm not stepping in uh, cat urine in the morning. So that makes <laughs> me happy. <laughs> That's a big plus. Oh, I hate that feeling. Uh, right? You walk down, yeah, you go to get your coffee, half awake, and you step and like, oh, geez, you know? Okay, on that note, we're going to take a short break and we'll be right back. Hey, everyone. Michelle Fern here. I have the perfect gift for Mother's Day. You know, I can't visit my mother-in-law as much as I'd like to, and that's why I love the Skylight Frame. It's a touchscreen photo frame that you can email photos to, and they appear in seconds, so my mother-in-law can see the pictures right away. And I have a great savings for you. Just go to skylightframe.com slash pet and you'll save $10. That's right. S-K-Y-L-I-G-H-T-F-R-A-M-E dot com slash pet, P-E-T, and you'll save $10. And get ready to receive sheer happiness thank yous from your recipient because they will love this. Let's talk pets. Let's talk pets. On Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com. Welcome back, everyone. We're talking to Rita Reimer. She's a multi-cat behavioral expert. And we're talking about, you know, cat behaviors, what you might anticipate during this crazy time that we're doing the interview, which is April 2nd, 2020, during the COVID-19 pandemic. So Rita, what do you suggest as far as, you know, some day-to-day activities for your cat? And you've also written a book that talks about a great lot of behavioral issues. Right. One of the things to keep in mind is that cats, while they have domesticated themselves, they retain a lot of their wildness. So they really need to hunt every day. Of course, you don't let them out, so they're not really hunting. So your playtime would mimic them being out there hunting for their food. I would get some interactive toys like um, the cat dancer toy or something on a fishing pole type toy that's interactive that you can have them chase around and mimic hunting for their food and catching it. That'll help them also run out some pent-up energy and some of their anxiety as well. I tend to do that before mealtimes. I'll mimic a hunt, you know, a playtime session, and then I'll feed them. And then, of course, the next thing your cat's going to do is groom and then go to sleep. So that's a good habit to get them in. I always feed them their dinner late, so by the time they're ready to go to sleep after their second meal... It's bedtime for me too. And they don't wake me up at three o'clock in the morning like some kitties do. Good idea. 
And then while we were talking in the first part of the interview about how to get your cats used to the fact that you're home all the time, what happens when this pandemic's finally over in in your area and you are, everything opens, things are back to, I think it's going to be like the new normal, but, you know, think we're back, you know, we're not staying at home constantly. And even for the people that work at home, they're, mm-hmm. you know, going to be out, whether it's even a couple nights a week to a restaurant or something. And your cat's used to having you around constantly. Will that be a big transition for your cat? Or do they, are they kind of like, eh, who cares? Well, it, it could be. It just depends on your cat. Um, especially if you've got one cat in the household, your cat could then go through some separation anxiety. He got used to you being at his beck and call and now you're not there. So I would make sure you have some things for him to do alone. Make sure you've got some cat trees for him to climb. A bird feeder outside the window will keep your cat occupied for hours and give him something to do and watch and listen to while you're gone. But it is going to be somewhat of a transition. You know, you may come home to find your cat clinging to you because he was used to being there all day. It would be good to keep in the same habits of having some pre-breakfast playtime before you go off to work. You know, then he will eat, groom and go to sleep and hopefully he'll sleep a lot of the time while you're away and maybe not manifest so much anxiety about you being gone. And then again, the same thing at night before you go to bed, just make sure you've incorporated some special time during your day for your kitties. Those are all great ideas and great suggestions. Let's talk about your book. It's called The Lucky Cat Approach to Cat Behavior Correction. So I think almost everyone with a cat could use this book because unless you have a cat like my, I, my first cat was Dennis and I thought, you know, silly that, silly that thought that all cats were like him. He's Maine Coon. He's part dog, I think. Oh, but, I love Maine Coons. Yeah. They're so, I mean, you could rough him up. You call him. He comes. He's just, but then I got some more cats and I realized Dennis is the unusual one. It's not all the other cats are not cool, and Dennis is some magical cat. I got a real um, a real awakening as to with cats, you get used to what they want. It's not what you want. It's an entirely different type of behavior. So tell us about your book. Well, what inspired me to write it was in doing, you know, behavior sessions, one-on-one sessions, and seeing sometimes cat parents not having a clue how to do behavior correction with their cats, or maybe even, you know, going back to the old days where you used to wrap your dog on the nose with a newspaper, which I hated too. You know, I I actually had a client that was hitting the cat and then he wondered why the cat would bite him and only him, right? And he'd try to discipline the cat and he'd hit the cat and the cat would bite him. Well, that's not how you teach a cat. The thing that makes cats unique in a different way than dogs is they're part of the food chain. They are both hunted and hunter. So they're going to defend themselves if if they feel that they're threatened in any way. Um, The better way to approach a cat is, for one thing, you've got to love your cat unconditionally and just accept the way he is is how he is. If you adopted a cat expecting this wonderful, loving lap kitty, and this kitty isn't that, you can't turn him into one. So for one, you've got to acknowledge and accept his personality is the way it is. So you have to then understand his point of view on on life and, you know, what he's capable of. Like I said, maybe he's not a super affectionate cat, but he likes to play. You know, maybe he likes some more uh, rough and tumble type of interaction with you. And you've got to communicate with your cat every day. You, you can't just go adopt a kitty and then say, oh, I have a cat. 
put him down in the middle of your house, walk away and expect him to acclimate. You know, you're, you're going to get the quintessential aloof kitty if you bring a, a cat home and do that and never pay attention to him. And as I was mentioning, you know, you've got to be kind to your cat. You know, you, you can't discipline your cat with, with force or with yelling and screaming at him or hitting him. That, that doesn't work. That's just going to break the bond between you and you're going to end up rehoming that cat that may even change his personality. He may never trust again if you treat him like that. And you've got to participate in helping to mold your cat's personality again. Like I said, you, you want an aloof cat, well, ignore him, and that's what you're going to get. If you want a loving kitty, if you love him and pay attention to him, you will get that back. So really consistency, attention, and the time you spend with your cat, that's all essential. Um, understanding his motivation for behavior, and maybe he does some things you don't want him to do, like climb up on the sofa and scratch things, and you make those areas unpleasant to him. You know, if he gets a payoff for doing something, he's not going to stop doing it. Here's a good example is I have two kittens, one still a little kitten. She's seven months old now. And, you know, little kittens, when you bring them home at, you know, eight weeks old, they don't know anything. They, they're they just away from their moms. Uh, they see a plate of food, they want to jump in it. So my sweetie pie kept climbing in my plate of food and Linda was there. Um, I just pick her up and put her on the floor. Kept picking her up, putting her on the floor. You know, I didn't give her anything from my plate. I didn't yell at her. I didn't say no. I didn't do anything. Well, guess what? She doesn't climb up on the plate anymore because she didn't get a reward for it. She didn't. If I if I broke down and gave her a treat from my plate, guess what? She'd never stop climbing in the plate. So good idea. What about for discipline? Because I do have two cat cats that are indoors. And then I have my outdoor crew because they're really TNR um, type right. cats. And I can't, I can't, I could separate one, but they're like husband and wife, boyfriend, girlfriend. So the no, dude would be yeah. good. In, the dude would be good inside, not the female. She's still sketchy after all these years. So can't separate mm -hmm. them. They have a little house right outside my house. And, oh, you know, they have it. a little heating pad. Not that we need it much in South Florida, but, you know, it gets uh, to 50. They need a heating pad. You know, it's just <laughs> that kind of stuff. But, Molly was, I had her as a kitten and she was still very skittish and, you know, a little bit, she does not like to be held. And like you said, you have to get into her, you know, their personality. Mm -hmm. Dennis, you could hold him. You could, I mean, he's like a dog. He lays, you know, cats are usually protective and don't show their belly. Not him. He's on his back all the time. That's how he sleeps, um, you know, but Molly took a little while, but what is a good way to discipline when they're you know, she'll be okay, be okay. Then she gets frisky and does a little play bite, which I don't like because that can turn into a regular bite and those yeah. can have some very lethal effects. So what is a good discipline? Well, you could say no. They will learn what no means. I mean, don't scream at them, but just a sharp no, withdraw your attention, walk away. So your, your cat will learn that when he bites you, he or she bites you, you withdraw your attention, you walk away. They, they're not getting a payoff for that. And they're, they're actually losing your attention. They'll learn. Okay, cool. That's what I did. Good. That's All perfect. Right. <laughs> All these shows, I've learned something. Yay. Okay. Let's talk about more about your book. Where can people find your book and where can they find out more about you? Because you do a lot of other things. You write a column, you have your book, you have, you know, so much going on. So where can people find out more about you? The Lucky Cat book will be out sometime in the fall. I'm working on that with um, a wonderful literary agent. I do have another book out called Sadie's Heart. People can find on Amazon. That's about a 
very deep bond I had with my soul kitty who passed away. But you can find out more about me at my website, RitaRimers.com. We also have a clubhouse called Club Catitude, which is the only place you can get behavioral advice from me now. I actually gave up doing one-on-one counseling because I wanted to be more accessible to people all over the world who maybe can't afford to have a behaviorist come visit them or, you know, they live too far away from me and that maybe they can afford to join this club where they've got access to me, um, to my books, to all the articles I've written for Catster, some behavior videos, and a community full of other people who love cats and maybe they're experiencing some of the same challenges and they can trade ideas off one another. And we're going to have some fun giveaways. I have some awesome sponsors uh, that have given us things to give away to our members. And it's just a real fun place, you know, and maybe something to take your mind off what's going on in the world. Okay, and what is the website for that? It's RitaRimers.com, and on that website, you have access to all my public information as well as an area that you can click to get to Club Catitude. Okay, and what about your company, Just for Cats? Just for Cats, we started off as a pet sitting company. JFCats.com right now is our South Carolina, North Carolina pet sitting company, but we are also developing a product line we will feature on both jfcats.com and readerrhymers.com all homemade holistic usa made cat toys catnip catnip spray and who knows what else we'll come up with in the future okay wonderful so rita you have some great things going on with your reader rhymer site for april so tell us about that and then you also do a lot of giving back to local shelters so tell us about that too We do. We run a special every month where if you join our Club Catitude, the first month's membership is only $1. And we donate all those dollars to a rescue shelter. Um, In April, we're donating it to Friends of Felines Rescue Center in Defiance, Ohio. In May, for example, we'll be donating those proceeds to Saving Southern Kitties here in Charlotte, North Carolina. And we'll pick a different rescue every month to get the proceeds from that special. Oh, wonderful. Well, thank you so much for coming on Catitude and sharing all of your great information and um, how I hope we helped a lot of cat parents out there that might be a little frustrated with their cat's behavior because I think your information (laughs) will really help people see, you know, see everything from a cat perspective. Thank you so much. Oh, you're so welcome. Now, your books people can find on Amazon? On Amazon.com, you can find Sadie's Heart and The Lucky Cat. We're looking for a fall release date. Okay, that'd be fall 2020. Okay, wonderful. All right, thank you so much, Rita, for coming on Catitude. Thank you so much for having me. I so appreciate it. Well, I hope that show on cat behaviors during this crazy COVID-19 time has given you some insight on some things you can do for your cats, for yourself, to make your life a little less anxiety-provoking during this uh, craziness. And as they say, this too shall pass. You know, in the meantime, turn off the news, but still be safe and relax with your kitties. Relax with your fur babes, you know? It's a great time to do that. We don't often get this kind of downtime in our lives. So take advantage of it, you know? 
And I'd like to thank um, my crazy kitty crew, which is Charlotte and Molly and Dennis for teaching me how to behave with my kitties. Um, It's definitely a learning curve and uh, I'm grateful for them. And also just to remind you, we have a link to Reader Armor's website on the static page, which you can find at PetLifeRadio.com. Go to Catitude, find this show if you're listening recently. Otherwise, you can just browse through them and it'll have um, information about Rita and a link to her site. Everyone, please stay safe. And I have to just thank uh, my guests for coming on. Thank you to everyone that's listening to Catitude. Make us super popular. Please, everyone, stay safe. Just be safe and try to maintain some kind of calm so you don't make yourself sick with anxiety and then possibly make your kitty sick. And thanks, of course, to my fur crew, besides the kitties, for making me a little less anxious. And thanks, of course, to my producer, Mark Winter, for making me and my guests sound amazing. Now, keep listening. You never know what's going to be coming up on Catitude. Let's Talk Pets, every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com.